our Bibles. We're reading from Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. And then from Joshua chapter 1. Page 209. Uh, in the Church Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 31. And we read from verse 1. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now a hundred and twenty years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, You shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them. You must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And then Joshua chapter 1, page 216. <clears throat> page 216, Joshua 1 and verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. 
Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Turning this morning again in our Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. Last Lord's Day we looked together at verses 1 to 5. Joshua chapter 1, page 216 in the Church Bible. Uh, And uh, our text uh, last Lord's Day uh, was the words in verse 5, So I will be with you. That was the Lord's promise to Joshua as Joshua became the leader of God's people. And we saw how this was God's promise to him in the experience of death. Moses had just died. The man who had meant so much to Joshua and to the people. We saw that this truth, I will be with you, is also real and living in the experience of difficulty. The great Jordan River, the wide, deep, fast flowing river, That was the difficulty, the challenge between them and the land of Canaan. And then we saw, thirdly, that this truth, I will be with you, is true also uh, in the experience of danger. Because once they crossed uh, the great river, uh, Jordan, then they were going to be face to face with uh, the people of Canaan. They were going to fight to death to defend their land, and so Joshua and the people would face great danger. And yet they needed to remember that the Lord would be with them. And we were seeing then how these words are equally true of us. Indeed, they're more wonderfully true of us. Because in Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus did not say, I will be with you, but rather, I am with you always even unto the end of the age. And so in a greater and fuller way, in the New Testament era, uh, Christ is with us because of the Holy Spirit who indwells the individual believer and uh, the church. That's where we were last Lord's Day. So the question now is, how ought Joshua to respond to the Lord? And remember, uh, this is the covenant name, Lord. It is the name that speaks of God in his saving grace and power. It's the name uh, that uh, is used in the Old Testament to refer to Christ. And so how ought Joshua to respond to the Christ uh, who has made such a glorious and all-encompassing promise to him. Well, we come this morning to verses 6 to 9. And if verses 1 to 5 are God's promise, I will be with you, then verse 6 to 9 record Christ's command. 
Christ's command to Joshua. A command that is repeated three times in four verses. Now, as parents, we know that when we have to repeat something to our children, it's because they're slow to hear or slow to take on board what we're saying. And so there is a sense here in which, um, above all other things, Joshua needs to to get this into his head and into his mind. The Lord will be with me, therefore I am to be strong and courageous. Verse 6. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Verse 9. Be strong and courageous. And the verbs here are imperatives. That means they are commands. They are things that Joshua are, uh, is to be and to do. Um, they are in the singular. So they're directed to Joshua particularly. Although we can also say that they apply to all the people to whom he is to lead. But in the leader especially of God's people, there needs to be strength and there needs to be courage. Now, if we're in any doubt that these words are addressed to Joshua as a command, then look at the opening words of verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. So last week, we had the Lord's promise to us, I will be with you. And this morning, we have the Lord's command to us, be strong and courageous. And this is a command that we find not just here in Joshua. Uh, addressed to him um, by the Lord and indeed it was addressed to Joshua just shortly before this by Moses but later on in the Old Testament we find this theme being picked up on again and again uh, in uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 22 and chapter 28 David is speaking to his son Solomon David the present king of Israel Solomon, the next king of Israel. Uh, and um, David is speaking to him about ruling the people, first of all, and leading the people, but then also about building the temple. And for both of those tasks, uh, David impresses upon his son, be strong and very courageous. First Chronicles 22, verse 13. First Chronicles 28, and verse 20. And then later still we come to the reign of Hezekiah. He was a good king uh, in, uh, the, among God's people in Judah at a difficult time. And he is addressing the people when there is an enemy army camped outside the city. The army of Sennacherib, king of Assyria. That was a superpower in those days. Be like America or Russia camping outside the gates of Carrick Fergus. There with all their might and all he's there with all his artillery. And he's there, Sennacherib and his, his army, conducting a war of propaganda. 
against God's people and against God's church. And again, Hezekiah addresses the soldiers and addresses the people and he says to them, be strong and very courageous. Why? For the Lord your God is with you. And then we find it again in the prophets. We find it in Isaiah 35, verse 3 and 4. We find it in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 9. So here's a statement that is issued to God's people in the era of Moses and the judges and the kings and the prophets. And then, as we've alluded to already, it's a statement that's picked up on in the New Testament by Christ himself uh, and uh, by the apostles that the Lord will be with us and therefore we are to be strong and courageous. And that's very important for Joshua and the church at this point. Because the church under Joshua is now entering a new stage or a new chapter in her history. She is going to cross the Jordan. She's going to enter Canaan. And there's going to be lots of challenge and lots of change and lots of danger and difficulty. Lots of uncertainties and unknowns as they embark in this new chapter. And so Joshua and the people are to derive strength and courage from the great truth I will be with you. And they're to obey this command. Be strong and very courageous. And we can apply this before we come to our points. Uh, we can apply this to our own congregation. We're on the edge of a new chapter uh, in our life as a congregation. As we um, seek to develop our outreach into our time. As we pursue the possibility of relocation and the building. As we, in a month's time, take vows to each other as a minister and congregation. And for all of these things, and all the personal circumstances of our individual lives, the Lord says, I am with you. That's his promise. But then he also brings a command to us. Be strong and very courageous. Let's see how we're to work this out in three areas of our lives. And I apologise, there's not a handout this morning. Uh, the printer cartridge is done and needs replaced. So, uh, bear with me this morning. First of all, be strong and courageous in your calling. Be strong and very courageous in your calling in life. In other words, in the purpose that God has for your particular life. And that is the truth that is the case for every single believer. God has a calling. He has a purpose that he wants to accomplish in the life of each of his people. And this comes out here in this um, uh, in this chapter, in the case of Joshua, in verse 7 and 8, 
Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Um, go back to verse 6. Uh, be strong and courageous because you will lead this people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. What is Joshua's calling? What is the purpose of God for the life of Joshua? Well, it is to lead the people into the land of Canaan. He has been called to be their leader. He is no longer Moses' assistant. No longer living in Moses' shadow. No longer in preparation and training for his task. No longer in Mo under Moses' eye. Joshua is now at the helm. Whether he likes it or not. And the Lord is saying to Joshua, Don't shirk from your calling. Don't make excuses. Don't be lazy. Don't be afraid in your calling. For years, in fact for 40 plus years, Joshua has been in training. And he has passed through various stages. From the time that uh, he uh, led the battle against Amalek at the very beginning. Right through to being with Joshua or being with Moses on the mountain. Being with Moses in the tabernacle. Uh, spying out the land of Canaan. All these different stages have prepared this man for his calling. And so he's been urged. Don't neglect it. Don't hold back from it. Don't abandon it. And how important it is for you and me who are adults to know we have a calling of the Lord. We talk about ministers being called or being called to the ministry. And that is right. But we must never confine calling to the ministry. Our modern world talks about career. The scriptures talk about calling. A calling. We don't have a career in teaching. Or in farming. Or in medicine. We have a calling as Christians. To teaching. Uh, to medicine. Or to whatever it is. And how important it is to know that we have a calling of the Lord. And that is at various levels. We have a calling of Christ in the family. In the family. To be a husband. To be a wife. To be a mother. To be a grandparent. An uncle. An aunt. Or whatever. We have a, we have a role. We have a calling to be a son or a daughter. In the family. Uh, and that's of Christ. We have a calling of Christ in the world. Um, and what we do to earn our daily bread, to provide for our family. We have a calling of Christ in the church. A purpose. Each one is gifted according to the calling that Christ has 
for us, the work that he has for us to do. And so do we know our present calling? Are we confident in the Lord about our calling? Are we strong and courageous in our calling? Giving ourselves to it. Strong with all our physical strength. And surely courage has to do with our emotional and mental strength. Ready to face up to difficulties and challenges uh, and demands that are upon us. Children, you have a calling. Natalie, Dylan and Jenny, you have a calling. Philip, John, you have a calling. A calling this time in your family. What's your calling as children, as young people in your family? Well, it is to learn. It's to learn obedience. It's to learn to serve. It's to learn to share. It's to learn to respect. That's your calling at this moment in time. You have a calling in school. When you go to school. It is to learn skills for life. So that you will be able to contribute meaningfully to society. So that you will be able to earn your daily bread. So that you will be able to provide for a family. You have a calling in the church at this stage. What is your calling in the church as children and young people? It's to learn the faith and to embrace the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And to stand in that faith uh, and to, um, to in, in the faith delivered to your parents and from your parents and through the church. So be strong and courageous in your calling. But how does verse 8 fit in? Because verse 8 and verse 9, um, sorry, verse 7 and verse 8, how do they fit together? They almost seem to be saying the same thing. And yet I believe they're not. I believe that verse 7 has its focus with regard to Joshua's calling. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. For what? For your calling. In the book of Deuteronomy, in his final sermon, Moses gave to Joshua and to the people instruction. There were many do's. There were also some don'ts. And it was all geared towards the entry into the land. Remember, they weren't to make alliances with the people of the land. Uh, they were to divide the land. Mo Joshua was to do it as Moses had commanded by Lot. They were to have one place of worship in the land that was to be established. They were to establish cities of refuge. And so verse 7 is saying to Joshua, Joshua, as you go about your calling, 
You don't make up the rules as you go along. You don't look around at the nations uh, across the border and say, well, I'm going to do what they do. Instead, you say, I am going to follow my calling according to what God has revealed about my calling. And isn't that so important for us in our callings? We're not to make up the rules and decide how to approach our calling within the family, within the world, within the church. We're not to look at the world and the people around us and our neighbours and say, well, I'm going to run my family the way they do. Or I'm going to do my work the way others do their work um, in my workplace. No, we go back to Scripture and we say, how I go about my calling is shaped and moulded by the Word of God. The Word of God speaks to us in our callings in life. Right the way through, from our personal calling, the family, to the church and to the world. And so we're to pursue our calling then in keeping with God's revelation. But then let's notice secondly here, be strong and courageous, not only in your calling, but how is to be he to be strong and courageous in his calling? Well, it is through meditation on Scripture. And here now we're moving from the narrow to the general. Yes, there's very narrow instructions about our calling in Scripture. But how we do our work. Um, and about how we relate to one another and our families. But then there's lots of broad instructions in Scripture. And so that's what verse uh, 8 is about then. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Not just the sermon I preached in Deuteronomy, but all five books of the law. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. This is to be upon your mouth. Um, it's to be heard from your lips. Um, and uh, it is to be spoken by you. It is to be uh, taken in by you. Um, meditate on it day and night. Now when we find the phrase in scripture day and night. Uh, it doesn't mean every single minute of every single day. And that we're to sit up throughout the night. Every minute of the night. It means entirety. It means always. It's a bit like the phrase in Psalm 121. The Lord will keep you at your going out and your coming in. In other words, every point in between. And so the idea here is meditate on it continually. When you're awake, whatever you're doing. Um, if you wake in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep, meditate on um, uh, the the word of God uh, as it comes to you in your life so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So he's to speak it, he's to meditate on it, he is to be an example of obedience to the word. And if he does that, um, 
Joshua is promised here that he will know the Lord's blessing upon his life. Joshua is the leader of God's people. But you see, before he is the leader of God's people, he is the follower of Jesus Christ. And you and I need to remember that. That before we are a husband, or before we are a parent, before we are a worker, before we are an elder, we are a follower of Jesus Christ. That is the thing that we all have in common. And the scriptures um, are designed to equip us to be followers of Jesus Christ in the widest sense of the word. And so for Joshua to be an effective leader, he must be an effective follower of Jesus Christ. And that is very, very important. Good leaders are not those who are highly qualified and well-trained and highly academic. Those things do have a part to play, but good leaders are first and foremost faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Good parents are faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Good workers are faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Good church members are faithful followers of Jesus Christ. And so, Joshua then, he will be strong and courageous as he daily takes the word of Christ into his life. That's what will feed uh, and create this strength. That's what will maintain and sustain this strength and courage. And so it is for you and for me. We don't just have five books of the Bible now. We have 66. All of Scripture, given by inspiration of God, makes us wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ and equips us for every good work. Every task, every situation that we face in life, we will be able to have strength, we will be able to have courage for that service, for that situation, if we are taking in the word of Christ into our lives day by day and living it out and then speaking it out to others. Let's notice then, uh, thirdly this morning, be strong and courageous in your calling. Be strong and courageous through daily meditation on scripture. But then finally, be strong and courageous before your enemies. Before your enemies. Notice verse 9. After the Lord has said, be strong and courageous. Look at what he says then. Do not be terrified. Do not be terrified. And do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you. Well, do not be terrified. 
We know what that means. It's fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of enemies. Uh, the second part, do not be discouraged. It literally means do not be broken. Do not be cast down. Do not become weary in your calling. In the task that is yours. Uh, don't give up. Uh, don't give in to the enemies. And that's very important. Again. And this verse 9 takes us back to Deuteronomy chapter 31. That's why we read Deuteronomy 31. Verses 6 and 8. Where Moses hands over the reins of leadership to Joshua. And Moses has already said to him, Joshua, you must not be dismayed or be afraid of the opposition you will meet in the pursuit of your calling. You mustn't be afraid, you mustn't be broken by that opposition. You need to realize it's part of the calling that you have in Christ. As Paul put it uh, to uh, the church, the new Christians in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have opposition. You will have enemies. Spurgeon said, the good man has his enemies. Um, and so Joshua is urged here, be strong and courageous in your calling. Now, we might say, well, does Joshua need to be told that? This man is now 60 plus years of age. Has this man not shown himself to be a man strong and courageous before his enemies? Think back to that time when he was sent out by Moses to lead the armies of Israel and they were poorly equipped against Amalek you remember Aaron and Moses they were up on the mountain and they were praying and um, Joshua was down in the battle and as the man says he was slogging it out he was slogging it out and Moses at that stage was told to commend Joshua for his strength and his courage so here's a man, he's a proven record. And then what about the time later on when he and uh, Caleb with ten other spies were sent into the land of Canaan, this land that they're now about to go into. Forty years earlier, Joshua was there. Joshua saw the giants in the land. He saw the difficult terrain in the land. And Joshua came back at that stage at 40, uh, uh, at whatever age he was then, can't have been much more than his mid-twenties. And he said, we are well able to take the land. He was strong. He had courage in the face of that situation. On the east side of the Jordan more recently, Joshua has not been afraid or dismayed by the kings Sion and Og. Again, as part of Israel, he has defeated those uh, kings on the east side. 
Does Joshua really need to be told? Do not be afraid, neither be dismayed. We might say no. But the reality is that what we're called to be, we have to be every new day. And what you or I were yesterday, there's a danger that we may not be today. Yes, Joshua has been strong and courageous before the enemies back in the time of Amalek. Back as they went in to spy out the land of Canaan. And yes, very recently on the east side of the Jordan. But he needs to be strong and courageous tomorrow. And in three days time. Before the enemies. And before what lies ahead of them in Canaan. There's a saying in football. That you're only as good as your last win. And that's a real reality in the Christian life as well. We're only as good as we are yesterday and then as we face and meet today by the grace of God. And so there's a very real sense in which every day of our lives, you and I need to be reminded, be strong and courageous before your enemies. Even though we may have been Christians for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And who are our enemies today? Well, we're not to think immediately of armies and people. Although there is that sense in which the world and the unbeliever is our enemy. But the enemies as our forefathers used to talk of them and as scripture presents them are the flesh our own sinful nature the devil who comes to attack us and who's the enemy of God's people and then yes the world and so you and I we need to be strong and courageous before my flesh today you and I have to to challenge that sinful nature and when it wants to to wander into wrongdoing we've got to curb it today and we've got to defeat it today it's not enough that we did so yesterday and then the devil when he comes to attack us today it's not enough that we were strong and courageous and held the ground yesterday against him we need to hold the ground against him today. And then the world. It's not enough that we were strong and courageous yesterday and resisted the temptations of the world and the, um, the pressure to conform to the world. We need to do that today also. The battle with Joshua's enemies actually becomes fiercer as the years go on. And someone that I heard years, not that many years ago, but I heard him speaking as an older Christian, I can't remember who it was, but he said actually, the older I become, the harder the battle is. The tougher the battle is. Because the devil doesn't give up. We somehow think, well, it'll get easier. 
doesn't necessarily the case. The flesh, the devil, the world are our great enemies. Uh, and they will pursue us and they'll stand against us till we draw our final breath. But we have a great encouragement, haven't we, in this battle. We're not to go away thinking doom and gloom because we have a saviour, Jesus, who came after Joshua and who had not sinned as Joshua had sinned or as we had sinned, but he knew what it was to battle with the devil and to battle with the world. He didn't have to battle with the flesh in the sense that he did not have sinful flesh as we had. Though we had the weaknesses of the flesh that are common to man. Sleep and hunger and such things. But Christ, um, he um, was strong. Our saviour Jesus, he was strong and courageous throughout that earthly life. As a boy, as a teenager, as a young man, as a grown man. And he faced his enemies. The devil and the world. And they became fiercer as the years went on. But he overcame them. And you see, in, over him, in him we overcome them also. And he overcame them in his calling. As he was sustained by his meditation on the book of the law. As he was sustained by scripture. And so you and I, we will overcome. And we will be strong. And we will be courageous in our calling. Despite our enemies. When we are sustained daily through the word of Christ and the Christ of the word. Amen. Let's pray.